Helena has played an integral and key role in the evolution and increase in popularity of the sport of basketball across the country, with the NBA currently in the midst of their social and racial justice movement, the middle of their playoff stretch, and with the Raptors recently experiencing the height of success in the pinnacle of the sport, there's no better time than now for the National Basketball League of Canada to step to the forefront, support the NBA, and promote the growth and expansion of their own league. Adlik Stevenson is the Deputy Commissioner of the National Basketball League of Canada. He joined me this week to discuss how his league is supporting the NBA in their push for change and how he's using this as a growth opportunity to promote basketball and the National Basketball League of Canada on the national stage. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Fantastic. Well, I want to take this opportunity, Adelaide, to welcome you to the show, and we're excited to talk to you about the National Basketball League of Canada this morning. Thanks so much for being here. Again, thank you. Appreciate you reaching out, Kevin. So, Adelaide, when we look at the state of the National Basketball League of Canada, I'm wondering your thoughts on uh, the strides you've made in sort of growing the league and where do you think uh, progress still needs to be made? Well, I think, uh, uh, you know, what we're doing, uh, the affection of the game of basketball on, in, in Canada as a whole, um, you know, we, we are going into our 10th season, so we've been doing this for a little while, and, and, I, and I can promise you that there were no other leagues at that time uh, the idea of having professional basketball in Canada where homegrown players can stay home and play in the country instead of going overseas uh, wasn't a thing that was thought of or it may have been a dream maybe to some, but it never, uh, there, were, there weren't any real, um, uh, I want to say serious launches because there certainly were attempts made, but uh, they're, they're, they didn't have any sort of longevity of success. Uh, so in 2000, you know, 2000, you know 2011, uh, which also happened to coincide with the NBA lockout year uh, is, is when the league started. And uh, uh, year after year after year, I mean, the, the, the thing that, that's been clear uh, is that our Canadians on the Canadian, the Canadian level have, have been improving. Uh, and again, uh, allowing Canadians to be home and play home in, in their home country uh, in front of their fa- family and friends and, uh, and, uh, and not have to go overseas 
uh, it's, it's, it's been a treat. And so we really, really enjoyed the blossom and growth of the game uh, from the Canadian standpoint. Uh, we expanded uh, through all our time. We expanded to several different markets and have really proven that our, our, you know, our country has an appetite and ready for the, for the game of basketball. And, uh, you know, certainly we want to continue that. And, you know, there's certainly plans to, to, to move forward with that and, and, and not only just advance our league, because uh, this is really bigger than just NBL Canada. Uh, this is really about the game of basketball overall. And we're really happy with where, where things are going. And I'm coming uh, to you this morning from Windsor. So I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on uh, the impact that Windsor Expressive made on, on the league as a whole. Well, they're two-time champions, so that's certainly they've, they've left their mark in the history books in that regard. And uh, and uh, year after year, uh, you know, Dardis Willis and his team uh, have have continued to put a competitive product on the floor. Uh, they've done an incredible job in outreaching to the community uh, and different aspects, different areas in 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 and Essex County, uh, where where. It can expand and reach to, so they've done an incredible job from that point, that standpoint, and they've just really made their mark in terms of being a presence. You know, Kevin, one of the things that I oftentimes talk about is, you know, we're not just here to play basketball in our communities; we're very much a part of our communities, and I think Windsor's done a phenomenal job doing just that. And I, I'm just curious to know your thoughts on the role that your league has to play in sort of supporting uh, the NBA. Um, uh, social justice movement and the opportunity you think your league has to uh, uh, have in sort of uh, using that platform to sort of uh, grow the popularity of your league as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to confuse the two issues. I think it's important that, you know, the, the social justice movement and what's happening in the larger world is, 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 is very real to a lot of people uh, and very impactful. And, and so it's not necessarily connected to, uh, as or not about sort of, you know, here's an opportunity for NBL Canada to grow its brand. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think our league, like any other other league or individual or group for that matter does have a voice and you know there's a responsibility to to to, to use that voice and speak when there's an opportunity um this is something our league has done in the past uh, uh and, and you know different instances throughout the last few years uh mm -hmm. that we've spoken up and just reminded uh you know everyone the general population our fans our sponsors our partners or friends uh sort of where the league's position is you know in terms of social injustice and racial injustice something that we don't stand for and we believe in equality as a league and tell me uh i'm just curious to also get your thoughts on uh, the quality of play in the nba bubble and what you've seen so far well um uh, you know, it's, 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 it's very different. I think that's something that it took a little getting used to. I mean, you know, no, no fans in the building. You've got the television monitor or TV monitors with, with people watching from their computers. And so that takes a little bit getting used to. I would imagine for the players, um, that, that's a bit of adjustment as well. I've, uh, I've heard various players sort of talk about the fact that they, you know, they get a rush from the crowd. And they get a sense of enjoyment from having, you know, the, the home crowd cheer their name. And now you, you're in a situation in a bubble 
where there is no home crowd advantage. You know, everyone, you know, it's, it's, it's zero, zero, really. And, you know, you don't have that advantage. And, you know, with the Raptors, as an example, you know, you think, uh, you know, the, the, the 20,000 people not inside the Scotiabank Arena, the 30,000 are outside that in Jurassic Park and all the screaming and, and the love and the support that they show their team. So uh, I, I certainly think that's very different. Um, I, I, I believe that it, it does have an impact to a certain degree on, on the quality of play, uh, but it really depends on the individual who you are. Uh, you've seen some players uh, in the earlier rounds, you know, you saw Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray exchange 50-point games as an example. Uh, and, uh, you know, which, which has been some thrilling performances in history, setting performances. Um, but then you might have others that don't respond and perform that same way. So I think it really comes down to the player individually and, and how they respond. Uh, myself, personally, I found it really entertaining. There have been some great games to watch, Kevin. Uh, really, really, really competitive, uh, hard-nosed basketball, and, and that's really the, where I, you know, I get the fun out of. So, yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. And tell me, how do you think uh, the Raptors' success recently can help your league grow in sort of popularity and interest at all? Well, again, again, I think it helps grow the game. That's kind of what they do and what they've done. And uh, certainly, uh, there's still a far way to go, I think. I don't think we're uh, – uh, the game of basketball is, is, is sort of on, on the main you know, the main forefront, if you will. But as time is going on, we're getting closer and closer. And, uh, and again, the, you know, the, the Raptors winning a championship, uh, their playoff success, all of those things feed into it and, and, you know, and help keep the game of basketball in the forefront. And, that's, and that certainly is an opportunity for, for our league to, uh, to benefit from, for sure. And in the next three to five years, how do you want to see the National Basketball League of Canada grow? Well, you know, we, we, we've been doing a good job in, in, in reaching out to these smaller communities. I mean, you, you sort of think about it, you know, on, uh, on a Saturday night uh, when there's a basketball game you know, in Moncton, you know, the entire community is there. Uh, and they you know they're enjoying the product, they're enjoying the brand, whether that be in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, you know, St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, you, know, all, all, all over the Maritimes, you, you're seeing uh, that, that, that as being the place to be. Uh, and, uh, for the, and, that, and, and that's a big deal for those who you know, aren't close to Toronto or the GTA and don't have the wherewithal to come on downtown Toronto to watch a basketball game. So certainly, I think there's lots of communities in which our, our, our league still can advance to and be a part of and grow in. Uh, and, and that's what we'll certainly continue to do. We've had lots of conversations um, at different points uh, with levels of interest. And, and, and that's really exciting again for the game. So uh, certainly growth is, is always on the forefront uh, and getting bigger and stronger and, and, and uh, really you know, making basketball, elevating the platform of basketball is really you know, what our main interest is always is about. And you mentioned before that the league's been around for about 10 years now. So what do you think has been the shining achievement of the league since its inception? I think just the fact that it's been 10 years, Kevin, I think you hit the nail right on the head. 
no league has ever done this before. You know, we can proudly say that we're Canada's longest standing professional basketball league. Uh, there's certainly been other attempts. Uh, there are other leagues that have come up and, have, you know, not been able to have this type of success and longevity that we've had. So uh, I, I think there's that, that's, that's a huge accomplishment, uh, especially, you know, I, I, can, I can vividly remember uh, and recall some of the pundits going, well, it's not going to last. Basketball doesn't have a place here in Canada. This is a hockey country. And we've proven that we absolutely do have a place that the sport does have an appetite. The Canadians have an appetite for the sport, and there's definitely interest in the game of basketball. So, without question, that is, that is one of the things that we are most proud of. I've got two more for you. The first has to do with sure. what what uh, excites you most about the future of basketball in Canada. Well, I mean, Kevin, I grew up loving the game as a kid. Uh, it was always, I was always a fan. I, you know, the 90s basketball, that, that was my era. And I grew up watching the Jordans and the Barclays and the Ewings and, you know, all that, that whole era was just, and going back further with the Magic and the, and the Birds, I mean, that, that was my era. I loved it. And, and now to see the game grow and, and to see the advancement of it, uh, it's just really, really exciting. It's really, it, it pumps me to see it on the forefront. And to know that, you know, we can p play a part or have a hand in this is, is just huge. So, um, yeah, that, when you talk about excitement, that, that, that is it for me. Uh, I've seen firsthand when I visit some of our, our, in some of our communities and in some of the cities where we have our games, um, I see the excitement of the fans. Uh, young kids wanting to learn the game. Uh, their ability, they have the, now the ability to interact with with some of these players directly, uh, go up and shake their hand and say hi, get a high five before the game. Those are all the things that really make me feel good about what we're doing. It does definitely excite me. Uh, my final question for you is I know that in your previous life, you spent some time in the journalism and music realm and your hip hop radio show. Uh, so could you tell me how that experience has helped you in your current role? and? what you may miss uh, from your previous role as well. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I think that uh, I've always said that life, life uh, is a collection of experiences, Kevin. And uh, uh, throughout our journeys, uh, we'll become in the circumstances or experiences or situations where we'll, we'll either gain something or garner something or learn something new. And, and I think that there's one thing that I, I feel I've done a good job at is throughout my journey, uh, I, I, I picked up things and I've learned things. And, and I even, even, you know, going, you know, before, before my, I was doing a, a classic hip hop uh, radio program. And before that I had a basketball podcast. Uh, the, there was a point in time where I was, uh, professional speaker and I had a, a feature on so speaking on uh, leadership development and talk about how that important from a, a personal development standpoint. I've got experience working with the government, provincial and federal governments. Uh, so I've learned some things there just in terms of protocols and, and, and different things of that nature. So I think uh, for me, I've just done a really, really good job of, of, of taking all I've learned and, 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 and bring them all together into this current role. And I think in a lot of different areas that it's helped me. Uh, uh, when, I mean, when I think back when I, when I first came to NBL Canada uh, back in 2011, uh, I was actually, I was actually uh, doing, I used to do player interviews. I was, I was a media guy and I was a broadcaster and, and uh, I, that, that, that was a direct, all that experience and all I brought was a direct, a direct correlation to my basketball podcast where I, you know, I regularly interviewed NBA players all the time. 
Uh, and so I took from that experience and I brought that to NBL Canada because I had developed that expertise. Uh, and then it certainly was beneficial and fruitful to the league. So, uh, yeah, I just, I think I've, I've done a good job of sort of collecting all that I've done and, and bringing it together into one format and, and, and applying it. And as far as what I miss, uh, I, I do miss that. Uh, the, the interview aspect is a lot of fun. Uh, and that's why, you know, when I, when I, when I, when I get interview requests, and such as yourself, I jump at them because I enjoy this opportunity to share and, and interact and dialogue and engage and communicate. So, uh, and that's, and that's always been a, a strength or interest of me. So, uh, yeah, that's when we talk about what I miss and uh, that aspect of it. Uh, yeah, it's that, that definitely would be it. Adley, I want to thank you for a few minutes on uh, talking to us about the future of the National Basketball League of Canada, the strides the league has made, and where, where they hope to, you know, really enjoyed the conversation. And I want to thank you for your time this uh, morning. Th thanks so much for being here. I, listen, Kevin, I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Thank you for reaching out. You do a phenomenal job, and uh, all the best.